Books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences, and they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. Good morning, Janice Leibovitz. Here you are, the People of the Book, and time is flying. Hard to believe that next week we will be preparing for Rosh Hashanah. At this time of year, we usually look for inspiration and upliftment that we normally get from going to shul. However, get it, whether it's from listening to the rabbi, to the choir, whether it's from chatting to other people, whether it's inside shul or outside of shul, we do get upliftment from being with other people, from chatting to people that sometimes we only see once a year in shul. And it does give us a certain type of motivation. And we do, we, we are, that, that's human nature. We like to be with each other. We like to gain inspiration, upliftment. And we, we get that at, at Rosh Hashanah. There's a sense of renewal. And we get that feeling from, from going to shul and being inspired. And unfortunately, as we all know, this year it's going to be vastly different. Most of us will not be going to shul. Um, although, thank God, some of us will be able to go, although the services are going to be very different from what we are used to. But it's going to be a very, very unique type of Yom Tov, a very unique type of Chag. And many of us will be staying at home. We're not going to have those long services that in the past we've always complained about. I think this year we're going to really miss them. And we're going to be looking for ways to find that inspiration. And we're going to miss the inspiration that we get from going to a shul service or from going to those large family meals and the large gatherings that we've squabbled about and argued about for weeks on end. Um, those meals that we've planned for weeks on end. Um, last week we we chatted to, to Natalia and Robin Blumenthal about their beautiful recipe book. I hope you've all gone and ordered your copies. But the meals are going to be different. The Yom Tov is going to be different. So I was thinking of how are we going to be inspired and uplifted, this Rosh Hashanah? And what better way than trying to get inspiration from some of the people in our community who inspire and uplift us. So what I did was I approached some of those people and I asked them to send me messages that I could play on air of what books they'd be reading over the Chagim, over these high holidays, what they would recommend to you that you can read leading up to these holidays and over the next few weeks that will inspire and uplift you. And you're going to be hearing voices from community leaders, community inspirers, the people that we look to, to give us inspiration and motivation. That's what we're going to be hearing throughout the show. Let's take a break now, though. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm back. And as I was saying... It's going to be quite a different and unique show. We're looking for inspiration coming up to the high holy days. 
and I've approached some of our community leaders and inspirational community leaders to give us some inspiration, what they're going to be reading, what they suggest you should be reading to give you some inspiration and upliftment over this holiday period. And our wonderful team at HIFM, our sound engineers and the amazing guys who are able to have access to our studio have put this together in a series of audio clips, and that's what you're going to be listening to. And here is the first of those groupings of audio clips right now. Hi, it's VC Darren from Chabad of the West Coast and Sinai Academy, Cape Town. And I run some soul talks and I've been asked to recommend some books for the High Holy Days. So I would love to recommend a, a, two soulful uh, reads. One is by Rabbi Simon Jacobson, who writes um, an amazing book called 60 Days, which is High Holy Days preparation and going through the High Holy Days. And it's filled with awesome facts and history and soulful exercises and mystical insights. Really a great read. And it's like a page a day. I would highly recommend that. If you look on his uh, website, MeaningfulLife.com, you could find that. And the other recommendation is Rabbi David Aaron's books, um, Rabbi David Aaron, A-A-R-O-N.com. On his, he's got some amazing books on the journey of the soul and on the deeper meanings of the uh, of the holidays, of the Jewish holidays, and I would highly recommend um, his book. So those are my two recommendations for your enjoyment and wishing everybody a Shana Tova, a really revealed new year of blessings. God bless. Finally, I want to mention three Israeli women, all of whom write excellent fiction. They are Gail Harevin, Michal Govrin, and Orly Castle-Bloom. We've just come out of August, Women's Month, and this is my plug for women authors. If you can get hold of one or more of them, you're in for a real treat. And their names, I'll repeat, Gail Harevin, Michal Govren, and Orly Castle-Bloom. And thank you again, Janice, for allowing me to share these amazing stories with your listeners. The book deals with a myriad of emotions, memory, forgetting, displacement, belonging, and we cannot but be fascinated by the history of this great, unique and beautiful city, which asks what it means both to belong and to be foreign. It's an enthralling read, and Hoffman is a master craftsman in her use of language, feeling and description. One of my favorite authors by far is Anthony Dürer, that's D-O-E-R-R, and his bestseller entitled All the Light We Cannot See is spellbinding, moving, inspirational, splendiferous, an absolute masterpiece. It tells the story of Marie Lure LeBlanc, blind since the age of six, and her father as they navigate their lives when the Nazis invade Paris. It is also the story of a young German orphan, Werner Pfeffing, and his relationship with Marie Lure, covering the years between 1934 and 1944, covering the German Youth Brigade, the significance of the radio, which changes Werner's life completely. It discusses enemy occupation, the pain, the tragedy of war, love and light, voices and colours, and always in the forefront, the two young and then older protagonists, described in language which shimmers and sparkles with haunting imagery, the beauty of life and the barbarism of war. 
It never ceases to amaze me how writers like Dewar, genius writers, can take the English language, the language we use all the time, and spin it into ethereal, incandescent, fragile magic. This is what he's done in All the Light We Cannot See, in his other tour de force about grace, and in his remarkably and incredibly memorable collection of short stories entitled The Shell Collection. Sorry, The Shell Collector. The themes may be sad, but they all have a measure of hope, of positiveness, and ultimately of inspiration, giving the reader a sense that no matter how different our lives, they all have their own value and potential. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Goldman, National President of the Union of Jewish Women of South Africa, and thank you, Janice, for giving me the opportunity to highlight two authors, Adina Hoffman and Anthony Dewar. Adina Hoffman's book, Till We Have Built Jerusalem, is simultaneously a gripping and an intimate journey into the very different lives of three architects who helped to shape modern Jerusalem. Erich Mendelssohn from Berlin is a refugee from Hitler's Germany who arrives in Jerusalem in 1934, where he is confronted by the complexity of the reality of the Middle East. Although unprepared for what he finds, he eventually becomes familiar enough with it to make his mark upon it. Austin St. Barb Harrison was Palestine's chief government architect and held that position for 15 years from 1922 to 1937. His architectural expertise was focused on Islamic and Byzantine building, and he found himself, and I quote, working under the often stifling and violent conditions of British rule, unquote. His frustration at the situation in which he finds himself is portrayed with great skill and diplomacy. The third section of the book belongs to the author herself, Adina Hoffman, who travels through current Jerusalem searching for traces of Spiro Huris, a possibly Greek or even maybe Arab architect, now forgotten and not really relegated to the pages of history, but who has left behind him as his legacy the very typically Armenian buildings which add to the vastness and difference of cultures that historically characterized Jerusalem in years past, a Jerusalem that seemed to belong then much more to the wider world than it does now. Good morning, I'm Kathy Kaler. I'm the founder and the CEO of 101.9 High FM. My three book recommendations, the first has to be Morality by Lord Sir Jonathan Sachs. Um, the subtext is Restoring the Common Good in Divided Times. It's not a book that, you, that I find I can read in one sitting. I find that I read a chapter and I let it filter down and I process it before I can pick, pick the book up again. So that's Morality by Jonathan Sachs. Then uh, another book that I'm actually reading with my children is Jordan B. Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. Uh, you know, whether you agree with him, whether you don't agree with him, because he can be quite a controversial figure, it's a great way to introduce discussion, um, especially if you have adult children, as I do. So that's Jordan B. Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. And then thirdly, a book that I can recommend is Voices of History, Speeches That Changed the World. That's by Simon Sebag Montefiore. And um, if you think of the speeches that have changed the world in the last uh, 100 years, you know, you'll find them in this book, everything from Winston Churchill to 
Osama bin Laden. It's absolutely fascinating. What I do find quite interesting is that I'm picking books that I can pick up, read a bit and put down. And um, yeah, I suppose a book for the times. I wish you a Shana Tova and happy reading. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I'm back and we've got quite a unique show today because I've asked some of our community leaders, the people we look to for inspiration, to give us some inspiration on what they recommend for uplifting reading over these upcoming high holy days as many of us will not be able to get that usual inspiration and upliftment from going to shul as we would normally do. So we've already heard some of those audio clips. We're about to hear some more. There really is such a wide variety of suggestions. I hope you've got your pen and paper handy or your notes app on your phone. And I hope you are taking note of these amazing suggestions. Let's hear this next few audio clips. Hi, my name is Rabbi Ramon Widmont. I'm the Dean of the Academy of Jewish Thought and Learning. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the writings of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. And in order to really gain a bit of inspiration prior to the Chagim this year in particular, there are two of his books I would suggest people have a look at. The first one is called Celebrating Life, which is one of the easiest books written by him to read. Um, a lot of his books are sometimes very challenging, and it's short ideas which really are, are very powerful. And the other one, which really touches on the essence of the purpose of Jewish peoplehood, which I think is a great read around Yontov, is uh, his book Letter in a Scroll, um, which is also published under the name Radical Then, Radical Now. And uh, I really recommend those too. Chag Sameach and Akitivah Chatimatova to everyone. Hi, this is Rebetzin Edel Kozilski. And in asking me what I would deem as inspirational reading for the high holidays, something that we would need since we are now in lockdown and lots of us will not be going to shul, well, two books come to my mind. The one is a classic one that you should be having on your shelves at all times and using throughout the year, but particularly, particularly on Rosh Hashanah. And that, believe it or not, is the book of Psalms, the book of Tehillim. We are told that when one recites Tehillim, one removes all obstacles and challenges that uh, deter our prayers from going up to heaven. So it's kind of like a bulldozer, just cleans the place up and allows our prayers to go up to heaven. In fact, amongst Hasidim, it is a custom that from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, on the first night, through the 48 hours, what we do is we consistently and constantly say to Tehillim in about doing everything else that we should do. And since now we have a lot of free time, why don't you pick up a book of Tehillim, look at two, three, four chapters that perhaps you know, ring truth for you. If you're more fluent in Hebrew, then pick it up and start at chapter one and let yourself read the books of Tehillim through until chapter 150. And if you finish it, start again. Uh, Tehillim is an incredible antidote. If you'd like a little bit more thoughtful reading in terms of something that is going to speak to you, one of my other favorites is the book Towards a Meaningful Life by Simon Jacobson. Um, there is tremendous food for thought there. And while we are being introspective on Rosh Hashanah and we are looking at our lives 
and we are taking on new resolutions towards a meaningful life have different sections um, that can pertain to you and that can just give you that extra oomph, that extra inspiration to make a change in your life. Wishing everybody out there a ketiva v'chatimatova. May you be inscribed and sealed for a wonderful year ahead. Shana tova to all the listeners. This is Tali Nates, uh, the director of the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. As expected, my recommendations are books related to the Holocaust that came out this year. The first is The Red Line, Love, Lies and Justice on the Trail of a Nazi Fugitive by Philippe Sands. This is a fascinating book, a second uh, book after East West Street that possibly some of you really enjoyed reading. In this book, Philippe Sands uh, continue the search in the detective work to find out what happened to uh, von Wechter, uh, one of the protagonists of his book East West Street. It is a book that you cannot put down uh, and I highly recommend for all of you to read it. The second book just came out in the last few weeks, The SS Officer's Amche, in Search of a Hidden Life by historian Daniel Lee that I had the pleasure uh, to interview during uh, the South African Jewish Report in Limud evening a few weeks ago tells the unknown story of uh, Robert Griesinger, a, a low-ranking SS officer, and how documents were found in an armchair, just a normal armchair, and how the writer, Daniel Lee, found out more about who was this SS officer, how did these documents come into the armchair, and also uh, lots of connections to anti-Semitism, rising anti-Semitism in Germany, and of course, uh, the final solution in the Holocaust uh, through this story of the SS officer in the armchair. And finally, uh, if you like thrillers, but uh, a writer that uh, does Great research. I would highly recommend Hitler's Peace by Philip, uh, by Philip K. Uh, Hitler's Peace is a thriller about, um, the period of the Tehran conference and, uh, the big three, Stalin, Roosevelt and Churchill. And, uh, it is really well researched and, uh, the late Philip uh, Philip K. that sadly died last year uh, and wrote many of the Bernie Gunther mysteries and thrillers, wrote this book, uh, Hitler's Peace, uh, and it is read really like a, a, a fantastic thriller mystery based on facts, based on uh, all sorts of unknown facts of the Second World War. Highly recommended. Shana Tova. To all of you. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. In case you've just tuned in and you're wondering what's going on, we are playing you some audio clips of some of our amazing community leaders who have been sharing with me what 
uplifting and inspiring reading they recommend for the upcoming High Holy Days. We won't be going to shul, many of us. We won't be getting the usual inspiration that we get from attending shul over Rosh Hashanah and the holidays that follow. So I asked some of them what they would recommend, what will they be reading, what they recommend for you to be reading over these holidays. And they very, very happily gave a few minutes of their time. I know it's hectic at this time of year, and they very, very gladly gave of their time, and I really appreciate that, to let me know what they recommend for their reading. And I hope you've had pen and paper with you to take down these suggestions. There really is something for everybody. And um, Rachel Goldman also gave me a suggestion. She said, Chabad.org have something for everybody as well. Amazing material for both adults and children. There's fabulous information, short articles, printable stuff for the kids, activities for them, and amazing recipes. So Chabad.org is definitely worth looking on as well. And also Rabbi Kievman, Rabbi Ari Kievman sent me a fabulous high holiday handbook. It's a 52-page handbook. It is an amazing resource. And if you would like to get hold of one of these books, just email me on books at highfm.com and I can send you a copy of this. What I would recommend is that um, it would be highly appropriate if you just give a donation to Chabad Seniors um, in exchange for one of these handbooks. I think that would be really appropriate for this time of year. It's an amazing, amazing handbook. It tells you everything you need to know about um, how to to manage these these upcoming holidays, especially from home. And um, if you would like one of these um, handbooks, please just email me on books at chayfm.com. And if you would just please give a donation to Chabad Seniors in return for receiving one of these books, I think that would just be absolutely amazing. And I think we will now get back to listening to the audio clips from our inspiring community leaders. Hi, Janice. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to talk about my absolute favorite hobby. That is reading books. It really is fantastic. As I declared to you yesterday, um, you will be shocked at my, my choice of books. You would think that I would love political books, that I would like books about Israel, that I would love books about Holocaust. Unfortunately, that's not really the case. My real love is serial killer books, thrillers, courtroom dramas. That's what I really, really enjoy. And there are some absolutely fabulous books out at the moment. And that is what I will be reading on Rosh Hashanah. So um, there's a fab, there's a new John Grisham out called Camino Wins, and I've already started reading that. It's a sequel to Camino Island, which was out a few years ago, which I really enjoyed. Any any John Grisham I enjoy. Um, incidentally, he started doing a wonderful range of books for adolescents, which um, is is a wonderful new um, area that he's writing in, and, and something that certainly my daughter is loving. Um, but Camino wins another riveting escapism, 
just an opportunity to relax, get my mind off everything else and really just enjoy reading and enjoy that, um, just getting my mind away from everything else. Um, what I really do enjoy are thrillers that are set in the Scandinavian countries. Um, their plots are original, their plots are creative, interesting, um, wonderful characters. I've just finished one of the books, which is um, called A Nearly Normal Family. Um, Edvardsson is the author, um, and that is set in Sweden, but moves around to several other of the Scandinavian countries. Um, a wonderful plot about a an average family who lives um, in a in a village in Sweden, and their daughter suddenly gets arrested for murder. Uh, the mother's a lawyer. A father is a, a priest, um, and it's the story of of finding out all these new things about their daughter that they hadn't known, um, and the court case. It was it was really riveting and and an in, enjoyable read. Um, and I've got the another book also set in Sweden that I'm planning to read soon, and that is called The Gilded Cage, written by Camilla Lackberg. Um, again, a psychological thriller set in Sweden, um, and I think it's going to be fantastic. So that's what I'll be reading. I certainly will be reading nothing serious. I will be reading nothing meaningful. I will be reading nothing um, that you would expect that I would be reading. Um, just some really good, fun reads. I wish everybody Shana Tova. Hope it's a, a good Chag, a difficult Chag at the moment. Um, and please, God, um, we'll be going away on holidays and just enjoying um, some more reading at that time. All the best, Janice. Bye. Hello, everyone. I'm Glenn Wallman, founder of the Angel Network. Thank you, Janice, so much for inviting me to review some of my favorite books. The first book I'd like to discuss is called Hope Stories. And it's a collection of 27 stories of courage and inspiration during unprecedented times. Leslie Waterkind, Sandy Van Dyke and Dawn Nathan-Jones interviewed 27 ordinary South Africans who've done extraordinary things in these trying times. As Tuli Madonsela says at the beginning, hope is the little spark that gives you faith in the possibility of a future that seems unattainable. If you lose hope, you lose everything. Our own Dan Stillman features in the book, and I found the stories to be truly inspirational. At just 250 Rand, you can order your copy today via www.overtherainbowshop.co.za. I promise you won't be sorry. The next book is a novel, One Split Second by Carolyn Bond, that I couldn't put down. It pulls the reader in from the first word and gives one the opportunity to view a tragedy from multiple perspectives. If grammatical errors and spelling mistakes drive you up the wall, then this is not a book for you. That said, I'd highly recommend, it, recommend this gripping novel. It's not all grim and it takes the reader through the process of grief and how we can, under the right circumstances and with the right people, Learn to rebuild lives without forgetting what went before. I'm not one to finish books that I'm not enjoying, and if a book doesn't appeal to me from the get-go, I often don't persevere. This one certainly didn't disappoint, and while harrowing at times, the ending is truly uplifting. 
And finally, I'd like to review author of the choice, Edith Eager's new book, The Gift. Eager's opening line states, I learned how to live at a death camp. It's a collection of stories from both her own life and the lives of her patients in which she reveals how one can use their darkest moments as the greatest teachers and find freedom through the strength that lies within. As Eager says, suffering is universal, but victimhood is optional. I'd like to wish all the listeners a Shana Tova May the new year usher in bountiful blessings for all. God bless. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I hope you've been enjoying listening to all our community leaders giving you suggestions for what you should be reading over this Rosh Hashanah time. And just before Glenn Wallman, you heard the voice of Wendy Kahn. And um, Wendy very um, amusingly told us that she will not be reading anything serious, anything um, to do with what people think that she would be reading. She's breaking the mold, thinking out the box, and um, reading psychological Swedish thrillers and things like that. I also enjoy books like that. So good for you, Wendy. Um, so as I said, lots of different voices, lots of suggestions across the board, something for everybody, and I hope that you are finding something that appeals to you. Let's listen to some more suggestions here. This is Rabbi Yehuda Stern of the Sydney Shul. And as we approach the high holidays, we're looking for recommendations of reading material or uh, inspirational insights for the upcoming high holidays. Among all the books and holy books and sfarim that a person could learn, I would also recommend the book called Small Miracles of the Holocaust. As we approach the high holidays, it's a time to reflect on the Holocaust and the self-sacrifice that our people, the Jewish people of the past generation experienced. This really sets the tone for the important parts of the High Holidays. In addition to that, Rabbi Sachs, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs has a WhatsApp group called Celebrating Life. And he posts uh, daily or weekly uh, posts of inspiration, whether it's shiurim classes or anecdotes. And I find those anecdotes extremely powerful, and a person could really take a lot from those as we approach the high holidays. Hi, Janice. This is Howard Feldman speaking. So first of all, I received shocking news today. My doctor told me that I am not allowed to go to shul on Rosh Hashanah. And when I asked him for the reason, he paused, and then he says, because you mingle. You're not to be trusted. The worst part about that, of course, is that he's 100% correct. Um, I am a bit of a mingler, and uh, truth be told, that I have the potential to be a super spreader. So uh, I don't think that his advice is uh, unreasonable. Uh, in terms of uh, spending the day at home, uh, a go-to favorite for me is definitely um, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. The, the Torah reading on Rosh Hashanah talks about the... Um, 
sacrifice of Isaac as uh, as Abraham takes him up his precious son his that he had waited so long for and he goes to sacrifice him um, and it's got the beautiful words and they walked together knowing what they were doing but how painful it was but they were together on this and uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs has just got the most amazing interpretations and and reframing of that whole period of the uh, in the Torah in the in the Bible and I would highly recommend that uh, if anybody is looking for some inspiration over this period, um, that they download Jonathan Sachs on uh, on the, these different uh, parishes on Genesis and uh, and listen to what he has to say or read what he has to say because the way he does reframe it, how he, how eventually at the end of Abraham's life that that Isaac and Ishmael actually stand shoulder to shoulder at his funeral because they managed to get over um, all of the animosity. It's really something beautiful and something that I think that we all uh, could benefit from. So uh, that's my that's uh, that's definitely my go-to reading over this period. I wish you, Janice, and uh, all of your listeners a shanatova, a sweet year, and may all may we all be blessed with health and only good things. Hi, I'm Esti Stern from Sydney Shul, an incredible website with an absolute wealth of information. The perfect place to prepare yourselves for Yant of this year is TorahCafe.com. I highly recommend spending some time going through it, checking out the different talks, the different speakers. It's a really, really incredible website. There's another book by Yankee Tauber. It's called The Inside Story. It's also a really, really great book to go through. Hi, my name is Tova Goldstein. I am a social worker and a three principles practitioner. Um, and I'm going to share with you my two favorite books at the moment, besides for Harry Potter. Uh, a book called Seeing God by Rabbi David Aaron. Uh, for me, this is just an incredibly eye-opening, beautifully spiritually connecting book because it's all about believing and knowing that Hashem plays an absolute direct role and part in your life on a daily basis. And all we need to do really is just open our eyes and just look at the world in a slightly different way than we usually do. Um, and when we do that, we will be able to see that he has a hand in every single part of our lives. We just need to open ourselves up, be consciously aware and see God. For me, that is a great read on Rosh Hashanah and something that can, that we can really take with us for the year. My other favorite book is called Finding Light in the Darkness. And this is a book by Rabbi Shaul Rosenblatt, who's also a Three Principles practitioner, and I love how he connects this with um, Torah constantly. I find that very inspiring. And he, his book is about the loss of his wife and how he dealt with it, um, and how he managed to find absolute joy and a love for life despite the terrible darkness that he found himself in. He came to realize through this experience that no matter where life takes us, no matter how hard life can be, no matter how difficult a situation we find ourselves in, there is one aspect of us that is absolutely untouchable and that is unbreakable, and that is our neshama. 
So no matter how hard those winds blow, we know that this invincible core of our being is constantly at play. And if we just tap into that part of ourselves, then we can literally manage and thrive in any situation that we find ourselves in. Good year, Antif, and a good year. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. We're back and I hope you've been enjoying these audio clips that I received from some of our amazing community leaders who took the time to share with you what they recommend as inspirational and uplifting reading material for these high holy days. We've just got a couple more left and I really, really want to thank everyone once again for taking the time out of what is a hectic time of year for everybody. I really, really, really do appreciate it. I really also want to thank Vusi for putting these audio clips together. Uh, I know it was a lot of work. It was quite stressful. I know it was very stressful for me. And I really want to thank Craig for making sure that this all ran quite smoothly. So thank you so, so much, guys. It's been amazing. Something quite different, quite unique. And I hope that you listening have found something that is going to uplift you and inspire you for these upcoming holidays that are also going to be quite different and quite unique. I think we need to find inspiration wherever possible. So two clips left for you. We're going to hear from Roz Basarabi and Howard Saxton. There's not going to be a show next week, so I'm going to take this time to wish you all a Shana Tova everything of the best, stay safe, look after each other, and I wish you all well. I'm so delighted to be able to recommend some of the books that I've loved reading over the years to the people of the book, Janice Leibovitz, because at the end of the day, it's a time that we really have so much introspection, and an opportunity now, particular in Corona time, to read, to stimulate ourselves, to educate ourselves, to entertain ourselves, and to literally titillate our souls. So I, Rosalind Bessarabi, the culture vulture at Hive M, would like to start off by telling you about four of the books out of the many that I have on list, but these are the four that I think would be wonderful reading material, and I hope that you will be able to access them through the various Jewish bookstores or online. One of them is called Visions of the Fathers. It's a book on Pir Kavos, and it has an insightful and inspiring commentary by Rabbi Avram J. Tversky, as I said. It's seriously, in this wonderful book, Rabbi Tversky focuses on what the sages say to us in our daily lives. In his hands, the lofty ideas of the sages are brought down to earth without watering down their essential nature. You can turn these pages, stop and think, and then realize that ethics of the fathers is as relevant today as it was when it was first written. Then, on a very different level, a book not so involved in the actual Jewish data of religiosity, but a book on 
Zionism and Israel. It is called My Promised Land by Ari Shavit, and it's about the triumph and tragedy of Israel. In fact, it won the Natan Book Award. And I will just read, just to whet your appetite, one of the wonderful reviews given to it out of the many at the back of the book. And I know I have not read it, but my husband has, and I know he absolutely was engrossed while reading it and came out of it with so many questions. The review is by Jeffrey Goldberg, National Correspondent of the Atlantic Overseas, and it says, A beautiful, mesmerizing, morally serious and vexing book. I've been waiting most of my adult life for an Israeli to plumb the deepest mysteries of his country's existence and share his discoveries. And Ari Shavik does it so brilliantly. He writes simultaneously like a poet and a prophet. It's a remarkable achievement. And you yourself as a reader will learn so much from this book about the history of Israel and the birth of Zionism. Then another book in a very different vein altogether, one I have dedicated to my family, and we pass it around over birthdays that each person can actually read it and then pass it to the next in line who has a birthday in the family. It is called Touched by a Story by Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. It's a collection of inspiring stories retold by the best-selling author of Touched by a story. Now, about that it is, what happens is there are many warm, witty, and wise stories. Each of them will carry you in your heart. They're crafted to bond with your own challenges and aspirations, your aspirations, your apprehensions, and your joys. For that is the secret of Rabbi Spiro's storytelling success. He understands what touches our lives in meaningful ways, and he provides windows of insight for all. In fact, in this book, there are a hundred intriguing tales, and it would be a book that is a boon for a teacher, a youth leader, rabbis, parents, and anybody who wants to find the right message in various categories, including Torah, Emunah, Gavura, Chesed, Tefillah, Teshuvah, Mitzvahs, and Devakus. Stories from the lives of more than 40 Gedolim. All this in one book. And each one a short story, meaning that if you're tired, you can actually feel inspired by one story until you come back to the next. So that would be a wonderful book. And it's from the Missouri Publications Limited. And it's an art school series. So hopefully you'll get that book and then a very interesting book on Yiskor, which is by Rabbi David Blackman. And it is a book that I have no doubt is available here because I see that many of the acknowledgements are from those people we know in, in our beautiful Johannesburg. And it is a book giving you the history behind the content in um, and all provision for you to even, prior to Yom Kippur, write the names of all the people you'd like to remember in the categories that they fall under, from parents to martyrs to everything. And it gives you wonderful space. It's a fill-in book. It's a book that you can develop a family tree from. In fact, at the back of it, it does give a family tree. And also mag magical artwork 
and um, each one with an explanation to each of the pictures. So I would suggest that that's something you look for too. It's a different book, a different style, and I would say it's something that would be a good idea to read in the days, the 10 days of awe, whereby you can prepare yourself for the Yisko of Yom Kippur Day. So on that note, leaving out all the others waiting to be reviewed, I hope you will find something wonderful, valuable, and enjoyable in all the books I've mentioned. Shana Tova, Tika Tevel. Hi, this is Howard Saxton, and I've been asked to give you three recommendations to read over this Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur period. So I imagine you may have some time in between maybe cooking the gefilte fish or eating the kneidlach or maybe even the kreplach if you're lucky enough this yontif. So I want to recommend three books to you. They are all, forgive me, non-fiction, but I think that's really going to help you understand the world. And the first book is, in fact, one of the London Sunday Times' number one best-selling books, and that is called Factfulness by Hans Rowling. Now, Hans Rowling, medical professional, medical economist, but he has a unique way of absolutely looking at the world and where we are in the world today. So, for example, much of what he does is compares parts of Africa to Sweden in the 1960s, and they're not that far apart. They just may be 20, 30, 40 years apart between what today is the greatest bit of the first world and what we would think very much as the developing world. So he has a fascinating way of looking at the world. He has unfortunately passed away fairly recently, but his book Factfulness, I think, is one of the great reads that everyone should really be looking at this yontif. That is a clear recommendation, number one, from me. Number two comes from actually my favorite author, and that is the Israeli historian and philosopher Yuval Noah Harari. And the book that I want to recommend is the third book he's written. You may remember him from Sapiens. That was his first book or Homodeus, his second book. His third book is called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. And it's not an easy read. But it's an absolute fascinating read. And I just want to give you one of the insights that he gives us in this book. So one of the key things that Yuval Harari does in all of his books is he explains to people that, that in fact, the world has progressed because we've agreed to certain types of myths. And these myths allow us to progress as a society. The myth of money, somehow a coin or a piece of paper, is actually worth something. And he describes that after the Second World War, we agreed to a new set of myths. And those myths, in fact, were the myth of globalization and the myth of human rights and the myth of human dignity. And because we all agreed to this, we were willing as a society to progress and rather trade with each other rather than go to war with each other. And says Yuval Harari, in the last few years, we've stopped believing in many of those myths. We no longer know what we should be believing in. Nationalism has re-overtaken this idea of globalization. Human rights is no longer center of foreign policy and domestic policy. And that's why you have people like Donald Trump in America and Boris Johnson in the UK and Modi in India and Bolsonaro in Brazil. You have all of them 
because we no longer as a society have agreed on the common set of values and myths that we all subscribe to after the Second World War. So as I say, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, it's not an easy read, but it's definitely a fascinating read and it will enrich your Yontif period if you in fact indulge in it over this period. The final book, the third book that I want to give you a recommendation for is by Ronen Bergman and it's called Rise and Kill First, The Secret History of Israel's Targeted Assassinations. Now Ronen Bergman spent eight years researching this book. If the title rings a bell, it's because it comes from the Babylonian Talmud. The Talmud said, if someone comes to kill you, rise and kill them first. And that's been one of the underlying principles of the Mossad, Israel's intelligence community. And so over eight years, Ronen Bergman has spoken to intelligence operatives and tried to create a history of the Mossad and the secret killings and targeted assassinations that Israel has so effectively deployed in its fight against terrorism. So why, you would ask, would so many people actually speak to a journalist like Ronen Bergman? And the answer is because many people want their stories to be told even though they are still classified. And one of the techniques used by Ronen Bergman was to say to Mossad agents, you know, if you don't tell your story, someone else will in fact claim credit for it. So it is a book full of secrets, but it is fascinating, it's done without judgment, it understands the moral and ethical dilemmas that come from targeted assassinations, and I think we've seen all over the world, the Americans through their drone program, particularly under Barack Obama, were in fact the biggest users of targeted assassinations of any country in the world, but it in fact goes through the process, the moral and ethical dilemmas, and the practical implications and the successes that programs like this have in fact achieved. It's not a short book. It's about 800 pages long. So if you're looking for a doorstop, it's also a great book to use for that. But it's really an absolute worthwhile read. So in summary, the three books I've told you about have been Factfulness by Hans Rowling, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Noah Harari, and Ronen Bergman's Rise and Kill First, The Secret History of Israel's Targeted Assassinations. That should keep you busy, not just through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, definitely through Sukkot, and maybe even to Pesach, if you have enough time to actually get through all of this. But definitely three books, remarkable, worthwhile reads. Enjoy. <laughs>